0: Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Texas Steampunk Connection. This is Flavio Faz. This is just a quick intro. Um, this episode we're going to be interviewing another game LARP, uh, well, another game designer. His name is Steve Metz. He designed Uber RPG Steampunk. He has a lot of books here. He has three source books, and he also has a Steampunk LARP, also under the Uber name as well as a card game called mechanical madness we'll be discussing his game with him throughout this episode um but just just before we get to that i want to mention a couple things this tuesday june 21st is our gears and beers meetup at sherlock's pub on the north side of austin we're calling this a game night so if you have any games you want to play preferably steampunk related games such as you know, Mechanical Madness that Mr. Steve here has made. Um, feel free to bring them out or, or any other games you might want. And We would prefer steampunk-oriented, but any game's fine. Um, also, this Saturday, June 25th, is the Steampunk Coffee Meetup at Epoch. So if any one of those sound good to you, feel free to join. So, without further ado, let's get on with the interview with Steve. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another podcast of the Texas Steampunk Connection. Hello. I'm Flavio. And I'm Tax, And today we have Steve.
1: Uh, this is Steve Metz, the, the uh, writer, owner, seed, creator, uh, creator of Uber Goober Games, which has a huge number of titles plethora. under his belt. <laughs> a
2: veritable plethora, thank <laughs> you.
1: You, uh, you're a heck of a writer. I
2: right, thank you. Just cranking them out, aren't you? yes
0: so actually we'd like to start off with this ask you this how did you get into steampunk and what is steampunk
2: to you so good question so uh (laughs) it it was i had never about maybe it was four or five years ago wait what year is this so this is 2016 2016 (laughs) so it had to have been maybe five years ago some random friend of mine uh, we were looking for a new genre to play role-playing games in and this friend of mine as a total joke Said, "Hey, let's do fantasy steampunk or something." Uh, Yeah, he put like three other adjectives in front of it, you know, so it was like fantasy, atomic, you know, whatever. But it ended in steampunk, and I go, "I'm going to have no idea what that is." And so I started looking it up, and I and it was it was very addicting, very quickly. I agree. And uh, I was just like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Oh, I've never heard of that. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then it just built, and uh, I became. I guess that stack of books that you're holding there is probably an indication that I became obsessed, <laughs> perhaps, over over the concept. Yeah. Uh, and I guess uh, so. I you started in 2011. 2011. Yeah. Apparently, well, that well that was published in 20 that one, an award in 2011. Yeah. So I must have written it in 2010. This probably. is the first one you made. Yes. Yeah. Simply Uber Uber RPG Steampunk. Right. Uber RPG Steampunk. Yeah. That came out in yeah. So I I wrote it in 2010 and it either came out at the beginning. At the end of 2010 or the beginning of 2011. So I probably heard about it in 2000, early, early, late 2009, 2010, something like that. So that's how you got into
0: steampunk. Your friend kind of brought it up and you're like investigating and said, ooh, that's fun.
1: But you were a writer before then, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I was aware of at least... One novel that you, uh, yes. you put together. I'd written
2: the zombie monologues. Yes, which is nothing to do with steampunk, but <laughs> no, no. but amuses me greatly, uh, nonetheless. <laughs> okay, all right. So,
0: okay. So, what is what is steampunk to you? I mean, what well, is the essence of steampunk? To so, you?
2: one of the things that I like the most about steampunk is it. It's not really defined. So, it, it it's one of those things where you can say, I don't know what it is, but I'll know it when I see it, and that is true. So. You can kind of give it some, some parameters to say you know, retro futuristic. So I like to describe it like imagine that you lived you know in the eighteen hundreds and you were imagining what the future would be, and then as soon as you're done imagining it, that happens. And, um, and and so but it but it's also got a punk aspect to it too, which means subverting something. And since it has to has at least some amount of subversion in it you can define that subversion any way you want to as well, right? Like, no one in the 1800s would have imagined or wanted to have nose rings or... True. Right, right, but... Or or um, and, and tattoos were kind of like right for ta- bo- not ta- really for Boden, tattoos, but that was for yeah. like sea yeah. people or, or right you know, or, naval, or naval people or right. whatever or <laughs> blue contact lenses yeah. or, you know like like not like human blue but like some robotic blue yeah. or silver right but but any of those little subversions are valid now and so uh, because they're a subversion of something. Right, And so I, I think the, the fact that you can have three or four people standing in a room and all go, this is steampunk, and then look, you know, like you can have the Sky Rats who are dressed in all leather and they're covered in tattoos and body piercing, or you can have somebody that looks right out of, like, you know, Queen, Queen Victoria's court slash with a mechanical arm, or you, know, or, you know, and that kind of wide spectrum of stuff, and it's still steampunk. I think is what appeals to.
0: Me. Yeah, I think you pretty much you fell into the the definition that we came up with. There was like three. We had the three uh, criteria for. Yeah. Steampunk. The last
1: time we, we <laughs> just sat and had a, a podcast. Um, I suggested that uh, there were three criteria for. And to be honest, two out of three ain't bad. Right. right. Okay. Right. So one Victorian. Right. Two science fiction, oh you gadget know, gadgety thing, and third subversive punk right. uh, anti-establishment.
2: Yeah, no, I can... Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I can see how two out of three would work in that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, not everybody falls all, under all three categories, but that, right.
0: two out of three is close enough. Right. That's pretty awesome. Um, so let's get into your book. I mean, you started writing this the steampunk book. I mean, what what is the system? I mean, what, what's the world? Is there a world in this book? Is there an alternate is. Earth? There, um,
2: there is. A, there's an alternate Earth uh, in there. It, well, it, mm, no, it's kind of its own complete world. I don't think it's got any kind of Earth to it at all. So, well, the way it's written is it just gives you a system and it says you can put it anywhere you want mm-hmm. and then the source books allow you to kind of tailor where you want it to be so uh, urban steampunk, for example is the framework of a bunch of core places you would find in a city and different different sections of a city and you can say it is the city in the book which is Inkmere is the name of the city okay. um yep. or or it's not too far you know it would only take a couple of little tweaks here and there to make it london for example or new york uh and likewise when you look at uncharted steampunk that is a whole different world and it's also got a couple of planets and a different planet through the ether oh wow but if you really wanted and it tells you very you know if you want to convert it you know, like there's one continent that if you literally flip it left to right, it becomes Africa. Right. And if you and it's based on the politics of Victorian Africa, there's a Victorian India and a Victorian China. But they're named different things and they're in different locations, but they're kind of geographically similar. So you can either, you know, and the planet, uh, the prison planet uh, happened, you know, is a planet, but it only has a certain amount of land that you can land on. And it happens to kind of match Australia if you were to flip it left or right, right? So all of these things you can. And, well, and Venus, okay. Venus is just Venus, though. But uh, but you have the ability, if you want, to make it historical. You flip it sideways. You, it's, <laughs> so it's still Venus. It's still Venus. <laughs> <laughs> Venus. So uh, so you have the ability to do historical if you want to or not. And one of the, one of the things that I did in this book is um, I because steampunk has a wide variety. I I I wanted players to be able to pick whatever they wanted. So I put everything on a scale, right? Where you can go heavy on the steam, which is the wild. I like that. I like
0: that. It's like you put the capital S, Capital P, steampunk.
2: Steam.
1: Capital P steampunk. Right. Or fantasy fantasy (laughs) steampunk, right? So
2: so capital S steampunk would be uh, heavy on the technology, the bright, sunny, you know, generally everything is green and there's a lot of technology. So
1: a utopian, U- utopian kind, kind, of. kind
2: of place with all, with all these fantastical gadgets. And, heavy, you know, steampunk, lower, you know, low S, big P would be far more dystopian. You've got a lot more pollution. You've got, you know... Uh, you know, people with all kinds of mechanical things. It's a horrible, horrible separation between the classes. It's a horrible, everyone hates being there. And then fantasy, steampunk is when you add fairies and, and, and all the other fantastical stuff that, that purists may not like. So you have the option of going... And it, and so every location that I put in these source books, it's got, a, it's got three versions. So, like, if you go to the slums... It's written three ways. You know, capital S slums would be where, sure, it's dirty, but everyone's kind of happy. They might be missing a few teeth, but they sing, right? <laughs> you know, and... Uh, so there's the slums as then,
1: are presented to the upper class right. to make everybody feel good. Well, no, well it'd be like,
2: it'd be like <laughs> the, the slums in My Fair Lady, for example, right, where oh. it's, it's not that bad. Uh, and then there are slums with low, you know, small s, big p, which you know to go in is kind of a death warrant unless you're in a unless tank belong there. or heavily armed, or you can find some way to blend. And then fantasy steampunk—it's mostly goblins, right? Or you know, and, and castaway orcs. So, uh, so you you can and you can pick, you know, you can have your city, your world, or whatever be all. A capital S steampunk or it can be all capital P steampunk or all fantasy steampunk or you can mix and match. So and then there's the other option like you just said which gives you the option to make it look like it's a happy sunny place because the upper class don't know any better but when you really go looking you're like oh this is actually really really horrible I had no idea.
0: Wow, so you got it sounds like you covered all the bits. Did you write them all by yourself or did you have helpers? I mean the like o-
2: co-writers or Yeah, I, I should have. Um, so <laughs> so the the only one that someone else has written is uh, the uh, the that first scenario that came out Umbridge of the Autonomaton, or um- yep, Umbridge by of the Armitage. Yes, who is an award-winning writer and he is awesome, awesome. And, award-winning uh, all around. Yeah, he's a he's an awesome guy and he writes really well. Uh, and I was very lucky to uh, to be able to work with. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He he wrote that, and I'm very happy with that one.
0: So I never even these the the best new RPG the the gaming genius awards. Where's where are those held or where? where...
2: You know, I'm I'm not exactly sure. So <laughs> you just they uh, one day. yeah it's we well we I went to the gamma uh, the game association group right. So I went to uh, a lot of their conventions and. There are a lot of things that you can submit for different, different contests and different awards, and um, they picked up on this one. And you know, we had to submit a few things and turn in a few things, and they asked a few questions, and uh, they really liked it. So, do you know what, you, what what you beat out? <laughs> uh, you know, I it's been so long. five years. years yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't. I don't remember. I, um, yeah, no, I don't remember anymore.
0: You have the same artists in all of them as well? I do, I do, I
2: yeah. I think we talked briefly yeah, once I, before. Yeah, for all the cover art, not necessarily the interior art, but all the cover art um, has been the same guy, uh, except in the LARP one, which is obviously uh, photographs. But uh, but it's the same guy. His name is Mizel, and he is out of Brazil. Wow. Yes, I found him on DeviantArt, and he is also awesome, and he's also doing the art for the webcomic, so slash graphic novel.
1: And you just like sent him an email. Hey, you want to
2: make books of Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, we live and- in the future. That's amazing. <laughs> that's right? amazing. He's did facility, do that? yeah. and I said, hey, I really like your, your steampunk art. And he said, qué? And uh, <laughs> no. and I and I said, hey, do you want to do some work with me? And he said, yes. Uh, now I I do use some other artists like the, the steampunk card game. Uh, that's a totally different artist, um, who uh, who I also work with uh, periodically. Um, and I think actually, you know what, I think there are two or three artists that do some of the interiors. I but, noticed
1: uh, a, a few of the cards I've seen the same uh, pulled out of the other books, which you know, yep. totally makes sense.
2: Yes, yes, periodically uh, I do mix and match. And then I took all the, uh, so Bill Bricker is the is the other artist. He does a lot of the interiors. And so what I did was I took the art of uh, Mizell and Bill and um, I put them in a uh, Steampunk Coloring book. So basically, yeah. all their drafts before you add color to them, and I put them on a coloring book. And the coloring book is actually the number one seller, right? Now. Yeah, coloring books are big things,
0: but adult these yeah. adult coloring adult books. Coloring. I've been seeing groups for yes. those and meetups for yeah. them. Yeah, I'd, let's say grown-up coloring books because there's no you know adult Well, yeah, this isn't implied. necessarily grown-up. Yeah, yeah. Implies, Well, yeah, so yeah, I know, but I mean, but that's what I've been hearing. Yep. Like those groups for group for coloring books, you know, yep. that yeah, are, yeah. people are meeting up for them. They call them adult adult coloring books. I mean, yep. I don't know what. That implies, but, I mean, it, yes. but this, means, is, this coloring means, book is not just for adults. Is, right, right, right.
2: Well, yeah, and, and it's and it's divided into, <laughs> you I like know, Bill's color. part is, the first half is the, it's kind of a, a simpler art, thicker lines. So something that you might find in a, in a children's coloring book. Yeah. And then you get to the second half, and that's like, okay, you've, yeah. you've now graduated to the, we're going to have to pull out pens instead of crayons. Uh, and get down in the really fine line stuff.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you've in sections, and they have an introduction to the artwork of the, yes.
1: next, the person who went Yeah, you're really kind of highlighting uh, your, your art. Yes. Your well, talents. they're
2: awesome artists, and so they any are. attention they can get, I'm all for that.
0: And then you, then you dove into... LARP as yes. well. I do. I do. I did <laughs> we we have a soft LARP.
1: spot uh, on this yes. podcast for LARP, especially when you put yes. a picture of us on, on the back. The yes. <laughs> well, you look good there. You look yes. And, I, and I've,
0: <laughs> I think I've much improved my outfit by this. But after this, by this, that was when I was just starting. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, so how does no the idea. LARP yes. uh,
1: differ from the tabletop RPG? So
2: yeah. So the the, uh, the 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 core difference. One. So one of the things in the RPG. <laughs> is you can either roll a giant handfuls of dice, but it also tells you how you can skip the die rolling when it's not critical to the game. So you don't have to die roll everything, right? If you want to know, hey, I want to pick a lock, and no one's shooting at you, and no one's chasing you, and you just want to be able to pick the lock, then the, you know it tells the GM, hey, if they have this level or higher, they can do it without breaking stride, no need to waste a roll, they got it, right? So, So then for the LARP, it was... A lot of it was transferring that dialess system uh, over. So, so now, you know, for example, you'll have a, a skill and an attribute just like anything else. And let's say it adds up to six. Uh, and then there'll be a, you know, on a LARP, uh, there'll be a lock and it has a envelope hanging off of it. And it says lock picking seven, your lock picking is six. So you can't pick the lock. But time that you're shy of what you need or you want to do particularly well you can always do a skill check which is basically rock scissor paper and okay. if, against anyone standing nearby so you don't even have to have a GM nearby and if you win you add two you lose you subtract two if you tie it stays the same so you can do you know so you can do the oh I can't do it but I'm really gonna try really hard and then maybe you succeed or maybe you don't and uh, and the fact that it can be done by anyone standing nearby uh, Makes, kind of it, takes makes it makes it yeah
1: the impetus away from the GMs they have to be everywhere at once yeah yeah
2: yeah and yeah. then and then also one of the things that the skill levels allow you to do is we put these little envelopes all over the place with clues and hints and things in them and if you have the appropriate skill level you can open the envelope and if you don't you can't so like if somebody opens a book and it's got gibberish on it and it says you know German on the envelope then if your character speaks German you can open the envelope and read what it says and someone who doesn't can't.
1: Wow, okay, that's, that's a great
2: idea. So, uh, so you, so it, it makes it a lot less DM intensive, and you can have a lot of things floating around um, that are. So it sounds like there's a lot of setup to begin with before the game. Yes, so well. it's, but it sounds like it's worth it. A really, really painful amount of setup. <laughs> have you yes. run? Have you run many games? So um, we ran. So I, I have a new system that I'm doing now, which I maybe just dumping too many genres in one place. And, and I'm, I'm willing to admit that. But, uh, and it's kind of a Cthulhu-based steampunk game that I ran a LARP for. And, um, and it, it was just 20 people in my house. Uh, that's and, that's uh, a lot
0: of people for one house. Well,
2: we had, I had a special guest house that, you know, the theory is it was built so in-laws could visit. Secretly, I built it to LARP in. So, uh, but, and it has secret doors and stuff. You have a house with secret doors? <laughs> one, no, I have a guest house. It's totally different. Oh, so, and it's only one secret door. Only so, one secret door. Sh- but yeah, oh, but uh, <laughs> but it went well. And, <laughs> it's not um, a secret. We just don't talk about that door. Yeah, we don't talk about that door. <laughs> Ignore <laughs> that door. Ignore nice. it. No, say nothing. Act <laughs> casual. And uh, but uh, yeah, so that one that that was a, a beta game, and it went really well. We tried a new combat system, uh, which was also something that can be done without GMs being nearby and um and so we're going so so was that like a i mean you said you tried a new system that wasn't in this particular book uh, it's hinted at in that book but it's it's a more refined version okay so, so it's kind of a, a latest, 2.0 latest greatest okay yeah it's kind of a 2.0 so the character creation system is similar but a little simpler the the same you know you still have attributes and skills to get a number and the rock scissors rock scissor paper thing is still the same so those parts are exactly the same the idea of envelopes is exactly the same. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the combat system, we list a couple of... The combat system in that one, we, we simplified it down a little bit. So it's basically, um, everyone has starts the game based on their constitution with an envelope full of damage cards. And uh, we had these damage cards printed out and they're ridiculously complicated. They're based on army casualty cards that they use to train medics. And they like they have a little diagram and show you where the wound was, and they give you real symptoms and tell you how long you have to live. And, but uh, basically, that you're e- you're, <laughs> you're either fine, scratched, dying slowly, dying quickly, dead. So it's uh, you okay. don't you don't do a whole lot of combat in, <laughs> in, in that game. So uh, yeah, but and then basically, you know, you shoot at each other and you do you know, and then you pull a card, and basically, do you, do you use Nerf guns? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a it's an it's a no touch game, okay. and I okay. and I, It's a very conscious decision to make steampunk no touch because too many of the costumes have too many things. Yeah, in them that, you got. Yeah, I you, see your point there. You, you yeah. can't have a boffo game if someone has a clock on their hat. This right? is true. Yeah. It's just not. Nor no, would not you want work? to play that indoors. Dual- right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Uh, yeah. And and there are too many people who would want a boffo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen one. the the buffer games. They they just pretty they descended the chaos on occasion. Yes,
1: um, I don't know what you're
2: talking about. <laughs> yes. and, and that's that's fine if the you're wearing like steel armor and a helmet. But if you're wearing, you know, a Victorian dinner jacket with buttons on it right, you don't and want to, a hat yeah. with a clock and
0: I can see I see your point. Yes, and, and <laughs>
2: steam coming out of a backpack and a mechanical arm, uh, that's a problem.
0: So you said you're writing another one. Uh, Cthulhu Larp, but that one's not quite ready right. yet.
2: So that one, that one's in progress now. It's called Unwanted, because, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but um, uh, the the logo of Guru Uber, Uber Games games that begin with U, and so all of the games, it's a double entendre. You see, it's U as in U but also the letter U. So they all, you know, so we've got you know Uber RPG, we've got Urban Steampunk, Uncharted Steampunk, uh, Universal Combat System. Airship oh, yeah. combat That's system. Another one. So they all start with you. So um, this one's called Unwanted, and the the idea is, uh, in around 1873, there was a great old one who showed up and started the apocalypse, and then walked over um, uh, Yellowstone, and it exploded and killed it, or knocked it away, or banished it, or froze it, or something we don't know, and uh, the apocalypse ended. But there were all these minions that came out of the woodwork to support the apocalypse, right? All these people who said, Haha, I'm really part fish, or I'm really part tentacle, or I'm really <laughs> a, a creature with six eyes. And uh, and then when the great old one went away, they were like, Haha, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, they were, and they were like, yes, you are. And so the idea is that all the players, uh, it's the game is in uh, the early uh, I think it's the early 1890s, and uh, so it's a Victorian – Queen Victoria is still alive, post-apocalypse, but you play one of the minions that, that uh, you know, was on the losing side of the war. So it's all about being um, on, you know, the bad guy and and trying to convince the world that you're not the bad <laughs> it's guy.
0: It's like, no, no, I, I don't really have six eyes or right? six arms. Or no, 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 no. I mean, I do,
1: but – but yeah. it, it, I'm still all right. <laughs> I, right.
2: Well, <laughs> there, no, there's no getting around that you have six eyes. Uh, they, 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 it's it's more like it, there it's was, makeup. The, That's it. Yeah. Well, there yeah, were yeah. like there were there were camps and 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 purges and all these other things. Like, and now, I'm not really a
0: bad thing,
2: right? And <laughs> but they're, and they're fine. They're they're called uh, Ainos depending on how you want to pronounce it. And they're and they're based. <laughs> yeah. You went there. <laughs> you did. You did go there. <laughs> and when you see it written down, it doesn't look that way at all. But anyway. Um, it's, uh, and the idea is, yeah, that they are the leftovers of the apocalypse, Cthulhu's cast-offs, so whatever you want to call them, and uh, they're trying to regain a place in society. Uh, and, and whether uh, or not society lets them is a whole other story. And whether or not society lets them, yeah, like trying to get the, you know, things like the right to vote <laughs> and those kinds of things. Meanwhile, they have tentacles and... and.
0: Uh, do, you have, do you have like a, a time which you think that's going to be ready or... Um, projected well,
2: projected <laughs> I, i'm gonna i'm gonna make it ready this year by god come come <laughs> that it that is going to happen I, my goal is to have it actually ready by um let's see that would be comic-con austin that's the goal
0: that's in december
2: october october
0: yeah Yeah. i didn't make it last year I wanted to and
2: we're looking at our, our next larp so the first larp we did w- started out it was just going to be five people and then it became ten people, and then it became twenty people, because people kept finding out about it and asking if they could play. Yeah, I remember hearing
0: about it when you were setting it up, but I there was a conflict yeah. of dates for me. I couldn't, I couldn't make it.
2: And uh, the the next one we do, uh, we're hoping to do. There's an old West town. Mm-hmm. There's an old West town here in Austin. Yep, been there many times. Yep.
1: You're talking about uh, Ghost Town, Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We've, we've been there
2: many times. So we're we're pondering doing it at, at that Ghost Town. It's it's a nice place. It, yes. it'll, it'll work out. Yeah, we we've scouted it out, took pictures, talked to the people who mm-hmm. own it. We sat there eating a hamburger from somewhere else, right next to the sign that said no outside food and drink, and they Oops. were they were very polite about it. We had <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we we did we totally. It wasn't me, but uh yeah, we'll just say the other person was looking, uh, had no idea that he was literally eating a hamburger right next to the sign that said no outside. I, yeah, that's one of the I want to point out down. that
1: it was it's his loss. They make a. Fine hamburger. Well,
2: he just no. It was breakfast. It was like eight in the morning, which why I don't know. I, oh. you've got to be pretty okay. devoted to eat a hamburger at eight in the morning. <laughs> I, I just, I think he just didn't know that they had food because it was his first time. So, uh, eight
1: okay. in the morning, they might not. right I, No, I they did,
2: know. and it might not have been eight. It was, it was in the morning. It was hmm. earlier hmm. than you would think people would be hamburger.
0: Yeah, we had a steampunk meetup type thing out there recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Got what they called it, but we played croquet. We played. We had a little little, little Nerf gun shootout. You know, it was,
1: <laughs> had some burgers. Yeah, it had it was a good time. Was a fun time.
2: Yes. Well, that. Anyway, be... you said
0: you're going. Well, when are you looking at doing that one?
2: So, uh, so me and these two other folk are looking at doing several LARPs around the year, and uh, only one third of them, i.e., the ones that I run, will be steampunk related. Okay. So we we have different interests, but we want to pool our interests to kind of maximize. Because we used. Uh, technology in mind that I was pretty excited about uh, actually um, like there was supposed to be a, a portal to another dimension mm-hmm. and we took a computer monitor and we scraped off one of the layers of the monitor which means when you look at it it just looks white and then we had this spell that if you guess the spell you had to put on these goggles and the goggles had a polarizing filter in them and when you turn the polarizing filter it may, it allows you to see what's actually on the screen oh wow okay and so you could see into this portal
1: I think I saw an instructable like that, yeah. like
2: today. It was it was awesome, and uh, so. They, they were all sitting in this room and, and I took you know the monitor, of course, was rimmed with copper and pipes and because it's steampunk. Sure. And, they, and it was just glowing white and they were like, "Well, that's interesting. I guess it will do something later." And this guy did the spell thing that allowed him to put on the goggles and he started to leave and he turned around and he was like, "Holy crap, there's a person in there!" <laughs> <laughs> wow. and, uh, and we had videotaped one of the people who was in the larp a week before, like trying to escape from oh wow. a, okay. Right, so it was a video of her going, nice. "Let me out, let me out," because her soul had been sucked out of her body and put in this other dimension, and somebody else was running her body. So wow. that was their clue that there's been a soul switch going on. Now you need to go and fix it. So, spoiler alert: if I ever do that one again, <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you do because that sounds like and uh, and it, it but it went it went really well and. Uh, it was, so when are you
0: going to run another steampunk
2: larp? Uh, well, so as soon as. <laughs> Uh, I, I got to talk with these other two guys, but I want to. I want to try and do it in the winter because this post-apocalyptic world is supposed to be cold. Cold, okay. Because there was a big and plus sport. all the layers we have to wear for steampunk. It's right. <laughs> so yeah. I like I like steampunk in the winter, and well, <laughs> some people wear a lot of layers. Some people wear virtually none. That's true. Yeah. That's, so again, we're on the spectrum of steampunk, but yeah. So I'd like to. I'm going to try and. I, I'm aiming for the winter, but and uh, we have a location. I need to get the book done. I need to get the prop done. Because I'm obsessed over this one prop. Because I do that, and then well, that's another thing about steampunk is the prop making oh, and uh, yes. the, the devices and stuff. That's always that makes it really cool. Yes.
1: And yours have uh, in the past really stood out. Mm-hmm. Thank you, you.
2: Although fiddly bits and good things. Yeah, temporal top hat 2.0 did not last very long. Oh, what it happened the ball? It no, it's just... it's made from a cheap product so you know those Uh, those fans that you plug into your mm -hmm. uh, computers and Mm -hmm. they spin and they show you the time so i put one of those in a hat and i bought all these special batteries that allow it to run without being attached to a computer Uh, but they have a notoriously short lifespan so they only and as soon as the first person saw it they go oh dude those only last like a couple of days and they were right it lasted a couple of days like a nine volt no no no. it's a um it plugs into a usb port right yeah and uh and it runs off USB power, five volts. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever comes out of a USB port. I don't actually know what comes out of a USB port. <laughs> <Okay>. C- clearly, <laughs> let All me right. just let me just describe to you how little I know about what comes out of a USB port. But uh, and it, yeah, and it's just a little motor. And it, but it's got you know as it spins, it shows it makes a clock. Right. Right. And so it looks like a hovering clock on my hat, and it looked really cool for a little while, uh, and then it died. So. Can't replace the battery. No, it's not the it's not oh. A battery. Oh, it's the thing itself. It's, it's the motor burns out. Oh, the motor burns out. So that's um, good to
1: know because I was was myself. Yeah,
2: well, and I've it's seen no a good. couple since mm-hmm. after somebody said, "Hey, it's going to burn out." I started looking and I found a couple other people like somebody had made a, a watch out of it, like like you put it on your wrist and it looked like a hovering. It just looks like a hovering magical thing, and, and they you know surrounded it with steamy type. Stuff apparati. It's like a hologram type
0: thing. I don't think it, I've seen it. One it, of these. it looks like I don't a hologram. Think I've seen this at it's, all. So
2: it's. <laughs> uh, I've got it on my web page. Actually,
1: it, it, it's it's got like LEDs in the fan, and then they yeah. strobe at a certain oh, frequency, okay. so you get to see uh, a picture on your on a web page, web page, or your Facebook, Facebook. Uh,
2: I think it is pro. It's probably on. Is it Uber? I think it's on the Uber RPG. Uber. It's oh Uber. It's wait. Is it Uber Uber Games or Uber RPG? I should. Reduced my number of. um, (laughs) Wait, let's try Steampunk RPG. Let's spell it right. There it is. So, yeah, yeah. Temporal Top at 2.0. It's the first one on Steampunk RPG. So it shows you. Here's the. Not that anyone on this podcast (laughs) can see it. But the first one it shows you a uh, temporal top hat 1.0 which is the actual analog clock on the hat. Right, I've seen you wear that right. one many and, times. And, and, and then and then it shifts over. over. Okay, now I see what you. you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And then it scrolls over to 2.0 and it looks like this big electrical yeah. just awesome like the hat okay. is bursting with electrical energy. I'll put, I'll put, I'll put, a, I'll put a, energy. a link to that. So, yeah. it, but, it, but yes. sadly, it, it only lasted. I mean, that looks so cool, but yet it only lasted a couple of days. So, yeah.
0: what, what was that website again? Uh,
2: it's it's my it's the steampunk RPG uh, Steam Facebook RPG. page.
1: Oh, okay. yeah, I just did a Google search for temporal top hat, and
2: boom. Yes, temporal yeah. top hat will also be. Uh, the name of a book I Okay, write. there it is. Like it doesn't start with you. The... Well, the, the fiction books don't oh, have to start oh. with you. Only oh, okay. the games have to start or It's games that begin with you. <laughs> like, yeah, God, so, Gods I, of the Ether does not start with okay. the U. Yeah, you. Yeah, I have that Facebook.
0: It's, I already have that like the my... Uh, I'll, put a, I'll put a link to this one. You have.
2: And for a while though, you were like going to all the a was, lot of conventions, weren't you? I
0: was. A lot of Were they just steampunk conventions or just comic uh, book conventions? No,
2: everything. I was going to steampunk conventions, comic book conventions... Uh, there was, you know, showdown and unobtainium. Yeah, that was a good uh, one. <laughs> yeah, that was. De- I like that one. That was that was surprisingly entertaining for some so, reason.
0: I guess one of my questions would be then, what are the steampunk conventions out there that I should know about, or we should know about that you've gone
2: to? Well, so I don't think I've gone. I I would I would venture to say I've not been to anything you haven't been to. I don't know. Um, you've been to a lot
0: of more conventions. <laughs>
2: well, I went to a couple of like Game Central conventions. Oh, okay. Like I games. went to to uh, Origins. I used to go to Origins every year mm-hmm. uh, where we ran a film room, um, but uh, I didn't have control over what film we showed, so it's not like it was a Steam special
0: okay. programmer.
2: Um, yeah, because
0: I'm just, I'm just curious, because like, I'm going to one in, in Seattle called Steamposium in September. Oh
2: yeah, I've been invited you've to that been, one. You've you're heard I'm, of that one. I've not been able to get to that one. No, so I've cut down a lot. I, I overconned myself. Okay. And uh, which is why, if you look, all the products stop at a certain point because I stopped writing and all I did. Because you were just traveling. I was just traveling, and so this year and last year, I kind of took off to actually write and run some LARPs, run some games, and do some beta. You know, and kind of get back into production and less less about because and I also. I end up selling more steampunk props than i do steampunk games yeah because the props are pretty and shiny and they sell more <laughs> yep. right so and you can get the I think games online, with that <laughs> right so most you know people can get the games that like you know drive-through rpg they're like okay well i'll just go get it at drive-through rpg and i'm like oh, buy something okay. and they're like well how about that cool gun and so yeah I don't know. Well, drive-through
0: RPGs—that's that's, that's just PDFs,
2: right? Yep, that's yeah, just so PDFs. I prefer the actual books. Yes, no, I'm all for the actual books, which are—you can get those on Amazon, but I like selling them in person. But right, because yeah. middleman cool. and all that. Yes, yes. I understand that. Well, yes, been... although did you? Wait, let me. Just, huh? just total side note here. Hold on, there are—I think it's Urban, Urban and Uncharted. I think are the two. Hold on, yeah, yeah. So Urban and Uncharted have a quote by Professor Elemental in the front of him. And uh, I saw him at a convention and I literally, I was like, holy crap, that's Professor Elemental. Yeah, there he is there, too. And I went, I physically chased him down. I was like, are you Professor Elemental? And he goes, yes, I am, chap. And is that I go, the one in Houston? Yes. Uh, Comic Palooza? I, I think it was Comic Palooza. Yeah, and, and I that one. Yes, and I showed him that he was quoted in my books, and he autographed both of them right there. Awesome. I, that was like the highlight of my, <laughs> I was very excited about that. He, he's
1: a super nice guy. I get the feeling that people treating him like a superstar is weird.
2: Yes, to him. it is. It was weird to him, so I did it anyway. So <laughs> because I think it's weird in a good way. But uh, yeah, 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 he's was a very friendly guy and a very clearly intelligent guy. Yeah, he, he's he was, a good
0: guy. He recruited our friend Russ Argo to do be a sound guy during oh. his little his concert there. And
1: very cool. And he did a, a shout out to DJ Argo while <laughs> he was up. Very classy. Yeah. very classy. Uh, okay, so you've brought up your card game, I have? and. Uh, yeah. Flaviano, uh, Flavio, and I kind of uh, opened it up and uh, took a look at it last night to get sort of a feel for it. Um, and it seems very interesting. Uh, basically, you you spend the first sort of set of rounds building a a steam a thing craft yes, a, of yeah. some kind, Yes. and then. Uh, it, with, with cards yep. showing the details and advantages of each craft. And then you smash them into each other. Right.
2: As science demands, you then fight to the death. Yes. So, <laughs> so you, yeah, you've got one of four scientists mm-hmm. who have, and all they start with is a cockpit and an engine. And then okay. um, and they each start building stuff in secret. And then you're, you know, you're spying on each other and sabotaging each other and trying to steal each yep, other's secrets. <laughs> and then you do the big reveal where your thing either walks or flies or floats or something. Out onto the this big open field, and then everyone claps, and then you realize you have to kill each other. So <laughs> you then immediately fight to the death, and uh, as you do, as as scientists do.
1: So, uh, yeah, that was uh, interesting. I, I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen a card game with that sort of bent to it. Uh, are are all the uh, the mad steampunk engineers are they villains no. trying to take over the world? No, 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 no. Or we just they, sort of happen they're... to all be there at the same. Going hey. You can't take over this world. That's no, my job. I
2: think. I think it's so. I liked the way I interpreted it was: you've got uh, one scientist who starts to build a thing, and another scientist hears about it, and so. They want to build that thing, or a thing instead. I can do it better. Right, I can do it better. And then, you know, up to four scientists are building this thing, and they all go out in this big field to reveal their thing, and, and they're like... F- the fight that who made it better. And then they have to... <laughs> the only real way to know whose thing is the best is to immediately fight to the... And, and uh, I think... It, let's see. ones One of them is the industrial sector, the academic sector, the rich sector, and... Uh, the poor sector.
1: Is that so, that's the goblin?
2: Yeah. No, the yeah. goblin is industrial. Oh. Uh, this guy is the the poor. So but he's so well dressed. And they and they're all those are but all right, characters all right. that are in the books, of course. Oh, oh and, Nice uh, tie-in. Yes, nice tie-in. You actually did that, and uh, they're all characters from the books, and they all um, represent actual places in in the Steam City.
0: Okay. I just I just have two questions about the rules. Yep. Essentially, is it you know because depending on the size of your engine, yes. it tells you how many of these blocks you can have. Right. Does the block on the engine and the block on the your main
2: guy count? Those count. Deck? Okay, they, so we did that count. correctly. You, those do count. All, all blocks <laughs> count, yes.
0: So and what and these other two, this communications and this babbage brain, what are those? I couldn't find
2: anything referenced in those in the rule book. Uh, okay. Well so okay. Uh, well they should be in the rule book. I okay. did not see anything so, in here. So, so see the, Admittedly the, we, we scanned. That's, that's okay. So they allow you to do two combat actions. So so each one of these crowns is a command. Right, which all, which the only place you see them is in the is the in controller the, guy is in controller, the main, main in the con- yeah, in the control booth, and then the Babbage brain or advanced communications allow you to basically do two attacks, whereas normally you would only get to do one. Per, oh. Per turn. Okay, so
1: I'm sure that we must have just simply overlooked it. That seems very valuable. That is that yes. is valuable. Yeah, that was, that was basically... Provided
2: only. you have two weapons. Makes because, sense. Oh, because right? each, cause weapon, can each weapon
1: can only shoot once. Each oh. weapon
2: can only shoot once. So you have to have a backup weapon or it doesn't do you any good. And it's really best to play in like a series or a tournament because it is not uncommon for... You know, two two things to walk out on the field, and as soon as they start shooting, immediately you realize one of them cannot hurt the other one at all, and it's just, and the other one's just going to nuke the other one to death. So, <laughs> so uh, so it's a
1: fast paced <clears throat> sort of a game. Yeah,
2: well, you have you do have uh, the 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 you have brilliant innovations is is a mechanic in the game, which I allows got that you, card. which allows you. Well, no, that's not a card. That's a thing. That's a, it's a it's a thing you can do every turn. Oh. So where instead of shooting. You, your scientist rips something apart and puts something else back on. So it's basically an opportunity to switch cards out and, and oh, tweak. Oh, like, oh, this
0: gun doesn't work. I'm going to try right. put this other one in here. Like,
2: well, clearly I, need, I can't hit with this basic cannon. I need a torpedo. Or, oh, holy cow, they're using poison-filled rounds. I need gas masks. And so it allows you to tweak your whatever it is, your okay. ship or your boat or your robot or your whatever it is, <laughs> and uh, allows you to tweak it in the middle of combat.
1: This... In my mind, this uh, starts to sound very cinematic
2: <laughs> and uh, high levels of comedy. Yes, it's <laughs> yes, it certainly... I would love to see it made into a movie if anyone wants to do... I'm, if I had any animation skills at all, uh, and I don't, uh, I would. Uh, that would make a cool little short, probably. But um, I don't have any animation skills, unfortunately,
0: but we do yes. have many friends out there who somebody might... <laughs> So anybody listening who has animation skills, talk to this man. Talk to him. I'll give you a deck of cards, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you can go crazy. It's, and you also, I mean, I'm also seeing. Does that is that any different than this um, universal airship combat system oh, yes, that
2: it's you've made? T- it's totally different. Totally different. So yeah, so the universal airship combat system uh, allows you to. Build airships and steam mechs. If you'll notice on the back, yeah, I saw the mechs. Because why wouldn't you have a steam mech? Why not? Um, it allows you to to build one, and you can totally tailor the technology to anything you want, uh, and then allows them to fight. So you've got ten different sizes of things you can have. I wrote I wrote the rules where you can put steam mechs inside airships and they can leap from airship to airship <laughs> because why wouldn't you want to do that? Uh, wow. Right? Okay. And, you can, and, and you can define your technology. So you can have airships that run off burning hot air. You can have airships that run off hydrogen or helium or you know, gravity wave riders, right? So you, you've got all kinds of technology available. You know, the ones that hydrogen are a little more prone to blow up When you shoot them with flaming things. (laughs) Yeah, um, I would imagine. A la Hindenburgish, You know, and the ones that run (laughs) off. Yes, that one's on fire. (laughs) Uh, The the one that runs off hot air uses a ton of fuel and it's very slow and boring. The one that, you know, rides gravity waves is obviously the sleekest and the fastest and the most durable. So you've got uh, all kinds of different technology in there. And actually, those technologies are in the card game, but this, the mechanics are completely yeah. different. Yeah. Like I saw this, this picture was on one of the cards. Yes, so. yes. The, the people jumping out of airships with propellers yeah. <laughs> on their back so that they can... Uh, what could go wrong. What could go wrong yeah. there. <laughs> so, go wrong. Air, <laughs> so they could air assault down onto the hapless people below. <laughs> That's awesome. Because why wouldn't you do that? Have you
0: have, I mean how often have you actually I mean have you actually made combat? I mean I have. I have made well, a bunch of... so what
2: it, so the thing about the universal airship combat system is you can use it uh, like part of a role playing game mm-hmm. where people play like a bridge crew of like Star Trek for example like you can you have the captain you have the first mate you have the chief engineer and they all have specific things that they do in combat like one of them is trying to constantly make the engines produce more heat one of them is giving the command one of you know to do something one of them is actually aiming so each one of them has a different part of the combat right and how they do depends on how you know collectively depends on how well you do as okay. a crew but you can also play it as a miniatures game and uh, I did run a miniatures version of it in Origins in Ohio uh, where we had just a map full of airships
1: uh, awesome. shooting at each other.
2: Uh, <laughs> and there were a bunch of little kids who joined. And that was that went over really, really well. That sounds like fun. Yeah. We might have to try this one. Uh, I'm down.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I noticed that... Uh... Uh, on the the first page of I think every book. You have, uh, yes. You have this little goggled uh, um, child. Yeah. Child.
2: Yes, that <laughs> is my my daughter is on the front page of every book. It is true. So uh, and you can see her getting <laughs> older in each one, mm-hmm. uh, and she's been very patient and allowed me to dress her up in steampunk attire. Well, this one looks like she doesn't want to be there. No, yeah, you know. she doesn't. Uh, well, I told, <laughs> oh, I told her to look angry. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. she did. Uh, I don't know why I told her to look angry in that one. Um, and she's in the back of that one too she's in the front and the back of that one she's on the last page as well so yeah, Aww. Aww, yeah, that's, yeah. The,
0: that's the LARP sting Punk. Yeah. Uber LARP so which is uh, you know
2: the, the Roosevelt Adventure Society is
0: on the back cover yes that's us yes
1: I, I think uh, one of the first books I bought from you mm-hmm. I bought it and asked for an autograph not from you mm-hmm. but from her, from her. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right right and I, I don't even know if she knew how to spell her name then yet so <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah but uh, she's been very patient in letting me dress her up in steampunky outfits. Is she into steampunk, or she just puts up with it from, she's from puts you? Up, oh, she totally puts up with it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if she's in that one. Is she I in that one? I don't see it. Yeah, no. I don't know if no. the, she's in that one, no, because I didn't write that one. I, right. She seems like she's a very good sport,
1: at least. She is. She in, is. In, in all the strange things you get into. Yes, yes.
2: She uh, For the, un, 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 uh, yeah, the unwanted book, she let me put... Uh, um colored contacts in one of her eyes so she has two different color eyes creepy because she's supposed to creepy <laughs> and uh she let me do wow that's pretty that's pretty cool so you have so and you I- have
0: uh oh, it's probably too far and it, probably too soon as but it's like after those cthulhu one do you have anything else in mind that you're going to be doing uh
2: i uh, what I, uh well i want to go back in after that one's written i want to get i want to do a period of some like just do some LARPs, do some demo game. Because basically I did a bunch of writing and a bunch of selling and I skipped the demo game, show everyone stage. And so I want to go back and, and, and catch up on that.
1: So the marketing. <clears throat> right, right. The, 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 building the, a... the part
2: that actually uh, makes it a business. Right, right.
0: <laughs> Get people to know yeah. what it is and where it is and right. that kind of stuff. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. And actually actually uh, and I was kinda of thinking you don't have, you don't have anything like, you know, Weird West or Western
2: yet. Really, right, no, you know. <laughs> yeah. But although the unwanted one is close because it's it close. takes place in okay. it, it. It is actually historical, right? It takes place in whatever city you're in in 1893 post-apocalypse. Okay. So it's actually taking place in Austin. All right. For the the one oh. we ran is Austin 18. And so there, and it will, when we do it in the ghost town, that'll definitely it, be weird it, West. It, yeah. It'll ha, it'll have a hint of weird westness to it. Awesome. Nice.
1: Yeah, that's, that sounds really interesting. Again, a direction you're coming from that I haven't seen playing playing the, the weirdies, uh, the bad right. guys, or the uh... yeah. And, and
2: the and the costume I had, I had one white eye and one normal colored eye. I had tentacles on the, all the fingers of my left hand. Uh, and uh, I have some of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and we had people who showed up with fake extra eyes. Uh, you know like on their foreheads or on their cheeks or something Um, we had a couple people you know and some just looked you know basic Victorian Um, some looked ever so slightly steampunk so there was a wide variety of, of costume for that one a lot of people. There's there's one of the one of the races has all white hair. So there were a couple of people who had gone the all white hair route.
1: So good times.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely looking for. I I definitely be, would be interested in playing the next LARP. So you know, keep us oh, informed it'll, on it'll, it'll, Facebook. Yes, it'll it'll <laughs>
2: we'll probably do a, a a Kickstarter or something if nothing else to tell people about it. But we might just do it on Facebook with people we know. So you uh, you have two Facebook pages. I have so many Facebook. pages.
0: <laughs> well, which ones would you like them to know? The people so, know about so your
2: steampunk RPG and Uber. Goober games are probably the two that Goober, I Goober. use the most, plus Gods of the Ether. Actually, Gods of oh, the Ether. Oh, that's something we didn't bring up. You
1: always seem to have more than one project in the development at any y- given time. Yeah. So let's talk about this new thing you do, you're doing. Yes. New to me, anyway. Yes. Apparently, you, uh, you've, been apparently, this apparently you've been doing it
2: for a while. Apparently, yes. so So, Gods of the Ether. So, I wrote a novel called Gods of the Ether, and I like it uh, a lot. And I decided I wanted it to also be a graphic novel. So I got the same artist who does all the covers to all my books to the agree. The Brazilian fellow, The right? Brazilian fellow, yeah. yes. Yeah. To agree to do all the artwork for it. And uh, since it's already a novel, I know how the story goes. So what what will happen is I will take a chapter and I will do some of the most pathetic stick figure art. It's called layout. Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah that, I think that
2: is really being kind to, to my artistic <laughs> ability. To call it a layout is almost insulting to the word layout. And then over time, he's gotten really good in interpreting my cat scratching and going, oh, clearly what you meant was this. And, uh, and he's actually gotten to the point where he's way improving on my original like, I'll do. Well, clearly, these two people should be fighting. And he'll go, Yes, but they should also be at an angle with this weird <laughs> thing. And it, and well, that's
0: what the artist does. Yeah,
2: right? but he's gotten really good at it. I mean, like, he'll come up with some, you know, like layouts that I never would have thought of. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's why you're the art guy. <laughs> and then, um, and then on top of that, and he just does—he just inks them. And then there's another person named Majesty who comes in and colors them. So, um, and then I'll put—I'll put all the dialogue and bubbles and stuff on them. And we were putting out two pages a week to get it going. And now uh, we can't keep that up. So now it's—it's it's one page a week. That yeah, that, a, that sounds going. like an awful of artist. Yeah, yeah, that was—that was way, 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 way too much. We had built up a stockpile before we started, so that. And we and we put out two a week to get it going, so people had stuff to read. And now we're at kind of a steady state rhythm where we do we do one page a week. Reasonable.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, what kind of uh, what's your your uh, elevator uh, elevator plug pitch. for this novel turned comic? Oh, uh, uh,
2: uh, uh, yeah, I would have to go. Uh, yeah. So it is it is fantasy steampunk, which I know some. Yeah, the
1: first page I see fairies.
2: Yep. Uh, the main character is a is a the two main characters are a fae and an orc. Um, because in this world, uh, the, the the main conceit. In, um, so I'm I'm not giving the elevator pitch yet because I got to remember it. So <laughs> so I'm going to babble for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the uh, the main conceit in this world is that what took it from you know just basic Renaissance or medieval to steampunk was the discovery of this stuff called eldritch copper, which I real and th- which is also in in my Uber RB- RPG books and all the steampunk books because. I got really frustrated with how can you not explain to me how these ships are flying through the air, you know, on coal and wood. So the idea is, it's this copper that produces this gross amount of energy, and it starts out copper-colored, and as it expends energy, it turns green. And um, but what it does to creatures like fairies and elves is turns them like uh, the fairies, elves, and fairies, elves, and fae into orcs, goblin, and gremlins. So if they if they basically get addicted to it, eat it, and it turn into horrible creatures. So it's a constant fight for them not to be seduced by this yummy magic dust because it turned into horrible creatures. Uh, okay. Uh, hmm. So because, I, you know, and and the orc, therefore, used to be an elf, and he's now one of the fallen, as oh. they come to be known. And, uh, and the fay, the female of the story, is constantly on the verge, like all the time, of turning into a a, a a gremlin. So far, twice she's nearly turned, and someone has gotten her the antidote because she has an addictive personality and stuff. So she's
1: uh, <laughs> got a sort of atomic clock thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> she's she's yeah. She's right on the edge of uh, of going one step too far down the, the path. And so
0: you're how far you're into chapter ten? Chapter now? ten. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah so. Ink-wise, we're on chapter 13. Published-wise, on the webcomic, we're on chapter
0: And this was originally an actual novel, which you didn't didn't publish or anything? Uh,
2: When this is totally done, what I will do is I will do a Kickstarter for a graphic novel, Okay. and the novel will be part of that. So I'll I'll publish the novel and a graphic novel together, so you can read it in either form.
0: I'll definitely be looking for that. You said either
2: form. (laughs) <laughs> oh god I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't mean to <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. ether All right. form yes
1: and uh, you can find these as I'm seeing here at godsoftheether a-e-h-e-r dot com uh, and you've got a Facebook page if you just uh, do the Facebook search for gods of the ether spelled the same um, so easy to find jump on in start at chapter one and crank right through
2: and uh, and even though the characters are fantasy characters, it's really that's not the point, right? It's not about it's not about magic, and it, they just happen to be the characters. It's much more about steampunk. It's about fantasy. The characters just happen to have wings, right? Okay. But it's much sure. more about like the main orc character is constantly talking about like his left arm is entirely a gun. Uh, his left eye is a you know is also you know been replaced with a a steampunk monocle. His whole chest has been replaced with a big piece of copper. Um, he's essentially a steampunk cyborg. Yep, yeah, he's a steampunk cyborg. And and the deal is as it's all copper and as the magic in it rares out over time it will all stop working and fall off of it. So he's got a ticking climb ticking clock as well. At some point he's just gonna stop function or all the stuff on him. So that's, you know, we're going into the punk side a little bit there. But yeah.
1: Not a happy, happy story, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. Yeah, it, falling it, it's falling apart for a, everyone. It's
2: a little bit on the punk side. <laughs> the um, story. Are is, all is the more
1: characters, uh, fae, elf, goblin? Oh no, no, or... no, no!
2: no They're humans. There are plenty of humans. Okay. Um, in fact, let me think about that for a second. Most of the characters, are just not the main first. Okay. There, uh, there are some dwarves in the first part, but they only last a few chapters. <laughs> okay. Then we go on dwarves don't get event. too far, huh? Well, we, we mm. just move on from the dwarves. It's not, like yeah. they're not, all... not
0: all dwarves go away. Just are not Right. Not we, there. We,
2: we just stop talking to them and <laughs> okay. move on to a different part of the story. <laughs>
0: okay, so nothing drastic happens to the dwarves. Well, or maybe. The yeah. race of dwarves. Yeah, the race of dwarves. That's right. <laughs> That's what I meant. And this is, you said it was Lucy connected to your to your RPG? basically the same no it's
2: no it's more than loosely connected so oh it's into your rpg oh okay. yeah yeah like if you go looking in the main core book here on let's see yeah yeah so all these so if you go looking in sample characters skipping captain spaulding the ethereal explorer skipping that one uh if you look at gossamer so this is the Fay in the book okay so that's your main character so that's the main character and that's the main orc character. Okay. Uh, Dark Fingers, the um, counterfeit artist is in there. Uh, Seabury, the ethership ship, airship pirate is in there. Uh, the war profiteer is in there. So those are, uh, and then this generic type of mercenary in there. So all these oh, characters. Awesome. So
0: everything is connected for yeah, you. Yeah.
2: So I had already, I must have already written, I must have written the novel before I made the game. He says, <laughs> so in retrospect, characters. since I put all the characters from the novel in the game. Uh, those must therefore be related. I,
1: okay, but. I just assumed you 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 know drew up some some characters for the uh, RPG and then you kind of ran with them later. But no, go no. either way. No,
2: okay. I must have. I because all those characters, I would yeah, those were definitely in the book. So I must have written the book first. Now that I say that, <laughs> so. <laughs> I maybe should pay a little more attention to what I'm cranking out. I just love to creative things lose track. So, but I really like, I'm really happy with the way this graphic novel is turning out. So it's, it's looking good. I'm like, I'm definitely
0: interested. I'm, i I know what I'll be doing tonight. I'll be
1: catching <laughs> up. I'll be doing it on Tuesday when they think I'm working. <laughs>
2: well, that's why we put it online. So, <laughs> so you can sit at a computer and air quotes work all you need to.
1: Awesome. Uh, uh-huh. So wow, I think we've covered your entire steampunk career. I think you have. Uh, we missed uh, anything?
2: Let's see. I don't so you're not so.
0: going into conventions anytime soon.
2: The or? the next convention I have will be will be Comic Con Austin. Okay, and I'm hoping which is to in have, October. October. Yeah, and and I'm hoping to have uh, the Unwanted Game, which I realize that's a bold name to give it a, a bold name to give a game. <laughs>
1: well, I remember some months ago you were talking about the name, and you. We're running out of good U names, yeah. <laughs> right? And you had, a, you had a
2: poll and everything. Yeah. Yes, I have. I have an entire. I have a document where I've divided up every word in the English <laughs> language that starts with U into and, uh, and into knows, yeses, and possibles. So someday this will be a book. Yes, sad, but it's true.
1: underappreciated steampunk. Right. Well, there there's so many.
2: Uh, somebody told. Uh, yeah, I, I got warned that the uns were too because I could just un anything. Uh, so I because I wanted. And, and, I, and I'm still doing a few, but, but uh, yeah, eventually I may run out of views. Like, if you look at the card game, I had to really stress. See, it looks like it's Mechanical Madness, but if you look into the fine print, it's mechanical Misselthales. Oh, okay, so, <laughs> so, you... so it's got the U. In. You I don't think to, I noticed? You're that. really that. stretching it. I was there. really yeah. stretching for that one. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a it's a proper name. It's a proper name. <laughs> it's a person's proper name. Which I I realize that was cheating, and, uh, and I and I own up to that. But that was, <laughs> but uh, but I did get the point. Is we took the effort to put the U in the title somewhere. It looks like Mechanical Madness, but it there's a proper name U in it. That's funny. I, I, I do I think we have covered
0: almost everything, if not everything. I, I think at you least, have. At I mean, least two gotta...
1: you start your next project we know nothing about in just a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, and behold look what I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
0: no, I'm, no, I'm looking at seven books and a card game and yeah. he's working on another book right now. And
2: a novel graphic novel well, graphic novel and Yeah, I actually and I wrote and a, a new hat. Yeah. <laughs> so I so novel wise, I wrote Gods of the Either is a stand I also wrote another one. Uh oh. Okay. Which is a young adult steampunk called um, what's it called? Don't tell me. I'm keen to guess. I wrote it. (laughs) You would think. uh, Burning. It's called Burning. I think it's called Burning Copper. Uh, You can't find it. I haven't published it yet. Oh, okay. Um, The part of the problem is even it's young. It's young adult in my brain, but the 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 people who've read it, you know, like it, but they're not confident it's young adult. It has young adult characters. Um, but because it's steampunk, I tend to veer toward the steampunk language, which tends to be bigger words, mm. which tend to make it less young adultish. So there's some debate as to whether or not it qualifies as young adult or not. It's My knee jerk
1: reaction is those pe- the kids will be more keen to. To grab hold of these big words, they're they're not stupid. They're yes. just young. Right, yeah, just because of yeah. the big word. I mean, it's more than not for them. Than yeah, capable. I, of I, I think it's a, learning I, new words. Uh,
2: yeah, and and I think they and I've looked at some other steampunk young adult stuff, and they are filled with big words. So <laughs> so there you go. Um, <laughs> you got it. So I think I think yeah I think it'll be kids.
0: So that's forthcoming. Yeah, that is forthcoming. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Well, all all novels are a different animal than games tend to try and publish them the big way through publishers and through agents. And I go to all these agent conferences and they'll go, oh, I love this, but you got to tweak this. And then I tweak it. And they're like, I don't like it as much anymore. So (laughs) why'd you tell me to tweak it? (laughs) So why'd you tell me to tweak it? So, so there, there's always a debate there because once you self publish it, it's done forever. You can't go back and go, ha ha, just kidding. Big company, please publish me. So you have to decide at some point, I am not going to be able to publish this through a regular publisher, or I don't feel like trying it anymore, so I'm just going to publish it myself. And once you do that, um, you've you've cut you've you've burnt that bridge so you and with then that it, particular book with that particular okay. book, yeah, just that book, just that one book. <laughs> and that which is what I did with zombie monologues because I knew I could elevator pitch that and it sells 80% of the time just off the elevator but it's much harder to do that with steampunk or anything else so it it would help if those got a little
0: Yeah, I find that hard to believe because I mean I figure steampunk is gaining momentum because I mean I'm looking at Amazon and there's so many books out there claiming to be steampunk you know there's no telling whether they are yeah, until you read flood them there's a lot of products
1: which <laughs> is, yes. which kind of makes it more difficult to so really yes, stand yeah. out
0: but yeah but the words but it's getting out there people are more and yeah. more people are hearing steampunk or knowing about you're, steampunk
1: you're no longer fighting out, steampunk I don't know what that is yeah, right. it's more like steampunk oh I've got a billion of those oh and mm-hmm. when you take
2: a look at agents 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 are putting steampunk in their things they I mean there are agents who do steampunk and they'll put that as mm-hmm. one of their genres so you you are starting to see steampunk as a genre that agents specifically are looking but you know all agents don't they don't want a, a good book or an above average book they want something that somehow, based on your name or your history or some concept that's so mind blowing, no one has ever thought of it in the history of the universe, that it will immediately become Harry Potter tomorrow, right? So
0: that's yeah, they're looking for the magic formula. Whatever, yeah, they're they're
2: looking for something that will instantly Twilight or Harry Potter tomorrow. Is that even possible? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if they were, they were instant. They, were they? No, they were not. No, they weren't. <laughs> they were not. So yeah, it's yeah, and so what they really want. What, what they ask you now more often than not is how big is your base? How big no. is your? How, you know, how many fans have you been able to build so that when they hit? Well, so far we have dozen. <laughs> yeah, yes, at least two dozen what, people. I, I think <laughs> that, you may have double what I like. have. But
1: uh, uh if if you have a fan base that you can point to and say I have ten thousand fans on my Facebook, right? Why are you looking for a? publisher anymore right you right. don't need it, them right so
2: it's like it's yeah. a catch-22 right if you have a big enough fan base to impress them you have a big enough fan base to self-publish it make more money so so that's you know that's why i went ahead and tested zombie monologues but that i am still holding on the steampunk books until i like gods of the ether i will put out probably with the graphic novel if the graphic novel um if i you know i'll try like there's one publisher i know who does or one editor i know so i'll get it in a minute one agent I know okay. who does graphic novels and Steampunk in particular. And I'll show it to her. And if she's interested, great. And if not, I'll, go I'll, do, I'll do a Kickstarter and I'll do the, the novel and the graphic novel. Well, I'll definitely be looking for that. Yeah, yeah. That
0: I'm interested. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> That's good. And you people listening, you should be interested too.
1: <laughs> yes. Lots to look up if you haven't heard of uh, Steve Metz and Uber Goober Games already. Uh, we've given you three, four... Different uh, websites, websites, and websites to check many, out, many things. Facebook pages, check yeah. it out, yes. and I'll, I'll put
0: links on them. I'll put links to them under the
2: the podcast when this is released. And I think we should play the card game as soon as we're done recording this, <laughs> just because we. Can. I'm game. Yeah, I really, I, I really like the artwork though of these of these Steam mechs build. it, though. Yeah. those. I like them. Are...
0: Yeah, I like the artwork. I like the artwork. So I think that I pretty think... much covers it for the for this podcast. Yeah. Come up on an hour uh we're over five, six minutes. That's okay. We'll, we'll survive. <laughs> no, no. So once again, you're listening to Texas Steampunk Connection. And I was Flavio. And I'm Tax. And we were talking to Steve. That would be me. <laughs> the, the creator, owner of Uber RPG, Steampunk, um, LARP, Tabletop.
1: Card game novels, <laughs> Novels. graphic yeah, novels,
2: gods of the ether. Right, um, yeah,
1: you got it. Yep. <laughs> gods of the ether. Thanks for tuning in. We uh look forward to uh talking to you again in about two weeks. And until then, mind your gauges.
0: Okay, I hope you really enjoyed the interview with Steve about his uber goober games. Um, once again, I'd just like to mention that um, this is this Tuesday is our beers and gears meetup for um gaming night. And on Saturday is a steampunk coffee night at Epoch. Oh, I also forgot to mention that he also has a coloring book. I think you probably heard that in the, in the interview. Um, basically, it's, it's a coloring book of his of the various art that you can find throughout his books. And um, after the interview, and I kind of wish we had recorded it, we played a quick game of his Mechanical Madness card game. It was quite fun. Um, we played the short version of it. Um, I soundly got trumped. And um, I didn't really get destroyed, per se, but I, you know, my 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 steamship limped away in utter defeat (laughs) but it was a fun game I, i look forward to playing some more um so um that that's it for episode five i hope you enjoyed if you have any questions once again we can be found on facebook texas steampunk connection um feel free to ask questions make comments criticize nicely um if you have anything you want to let us know about any upcoming events or even if you have a game you want to talk about let us know um, contact us and we'll work something out and we'll get you on the podcast. Once again, until next time, mind your gauges.